No, no, no plunder on TV will ever get a job again. <laughs> Yes, welcome back to the 40 Yard Switch on possibly the latest ever recording time we've ever had at uh, 9.30 on the dot as we begin. Uh, and also a drastic uh, late change to, to the lineup. It's uh, We've got a very last minute inclusion. Vinnie Hu, welcome for your first uh, ever appearance on the show. Thank you. Uh, it's a privilege to be here. Yeah, so we've, me and Vinnie have talked a lot at length about him coming on eventually at some point. But uh, yeah, so we, we won football today and we were just talking about football and uh, I was, he sort of came to have a, to have a tour of the house because he's never been here before. And I was like, well, why don't you stay and jump on the podcast, you know? <laughs> and of course, Wilby's here as well. Yeah, I'm still here. <laughs> but yeah, I think uh, see if we can talk about United some more with another United supporter. Yeah, here we go. Well, a, a fellow, a United a fellow brother. Yeah. <laughs> Depression counselling. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, so we'll, we'll get on to United in, in a little in a little bit. But um, we'll, before we get into the Champions League, uh, everyone here saw Sam Kerr absolutely flatten that bloke last week. So good. So good. In, in another Champions League tie as well. But yeah, um, absolutely Andrew Simons to, 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 to put it bluntly. He, he definitely deserved it too. Oh, absolutely. He was acting like a fucking wanker. Yeah, he was ab- absolute, <laughs> absolute peanut. And also, um, see Andrew Simons like came out and said like, "Oh yeah, I got like I, I'd love to have she's she's done the she's like really done the right thing there." I, I didn't say that. She's like, "I'd love to have a, I'd love to have a beer with her and chat about you know dealing with strikers and stuff." That's so good. <laughs> yeah, That's so good. Yeah. Do, do you know that highlight of Andrew Simons? No, I don't. Vinny's not a big cricket guy. No, not at all. He did the same thing. Oh yeah, yeah. there was there was there was a naked streaker at a cricket game and he just absolutely human shouldered the shit out of him and yeah. Yeah. I think they started a new trend now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so good. But yeah, so uh, that happened in the Champions League. Uh, and now we're going to talk about the uh, Men's Champions League because the the draw just happened. What uh, a segue. Yeah, Twice. God, God, I'm a good, good at that. Um, so yeah, I wasn't I wasn't fully on top of it because we I think we were away or I was just... Well, we were back and I was hungover or I don't really know what was going on, but... Happens at odd hours of the morning. Yeah, it happened, and, it, and people were saying it was dodgy. That's why it got redone. What yeah, you I, with that? I, I saw I saw a few memes about like Abramovich texting like <laughs> Lil again. It's like, and I'll pay you whatever sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm not really sure how, how it all went down, but something along the lines of Villarreal being drawn against United because but they can't be because they're from the same group, oh, the same group. Oh, and right. then after they realized that mistake, they did put United back into the pot. Oh. For the next draw, yeah. So and then they got PSG, right? Exactly. But yeah. then, like, um, they would have drawn Atletico if they were in that round of oh, drawing. Oh, right. Which okay. is funny. They end up getting them anyways. But yeah, yeah, something like that happened. Well, they got him. Yeah, they got him in the end anyway. So Messi, it would have been good to see Messi Ronaldo. It would have been but... sick. That's quite an embarrassing cock up from UEFA to be yeah, one job <laughs> yeah like how hard is it to pull a couple balls out of a two box? pots yeah couple balls <laughs> yeah I know so uh, who, so wait I forget you've got you've got the draw on your phone yeah we got uh, RB Salzburg versus Bayern should we, should, should we do some predictions as we go yeah uh, so yeah so RB Salzburg finished ooh, uh, they finished second to Lille in their group so 
Yeah. Um, I mean, it's it's hard to tell much out of that group as yeah, well because I, I mean, it's, not, it's not that particularly strong. Yeah, but. it was RB Salzburg, Sevilla, Lille and Wolfsburg and I thought Wolfsburg were actually going to go through and to be fair, like it was pretty close until like the final two days. But um, yeah, against, I mean, against Bayern. It's very hard to see them. Very against. unlikely. Even yeah. a Joshua Kimmich-less Bayern, um, yeah. which we'll, again, we'll touch on in a bit. But yeah, um, I mean... <laughs> probably gonna Bayern's gonna win that one pretty convincingly yeah the next one maybe again a given but uh, Inter versus Liverpool so what do you reckon I think this is pretty confidently um, Liverpool's but Inter did sort of get better as the as the group progressed like they started terribly obviously show over top of the group and Real Madrid didn't even start that well but um, they still finished on 10 points and get a game ahead of Sheriff Tiraspol. I, I think they'll pose more of a challenge to Liverpool than any of Liverpool's group teams did because I don't think Atletico were that good in the group stage against Liverpool. Mm. So what do you reckon, Vinny? No, I reckon for sure. Like Atletico tend to struggle yeah. against Liverpool which is part of us and so, suck it all up so and Inter will do better against the we'll do, but honestly I think Liverpool just that good they can yeah. just get through um, no matter who it is like especially in the Champions League um, I think they'll be fine they yeah. seem they seem super up for it this year and like yeah. because of their squad that I think it's more likely to go on like a on a on, on a cup run than like ch- challenge for the Premier League title yeah but yeah when do when, when does uh, what dates does this start is it in January when Afcon's it's on? Like February. Oh, it's February. Oh, so they have everyone back. They'll be fine. Yeah, mid Feb. Yeah. All right. Sweet. Yeah, mid Feb. So yeah, probably probably another like Inter will put up a bit of a fight, but like I, I can see Liverpool probably maybe drawing the the away leg, but then like convincingly winning the home leg, but probably winning both legs to be honest. I just can't see Liverpool um, unless they have like another injury crisis, struggling in in general. Yeah. Yeah. Last year they you know they came th- what fourth, third even. Third. Yeah, exactly. Third, and after losing like half his squad, yeah, yeah, yeah it's incredible. I and think, they, yeah, first English team to win all of the Champions League. Yeah, I, that games. was crazy. That's that's actually another good thing to note on the fact that Liverpool like absolutely dominated their Champions League group. Yeah, and it wasn't even like you know oh they're in like a shit group like you know Atletico Porto and AC Milan like they're all <laughs> it's a good group, good team, yeah, solid group. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, the, uh, Liverpool to win that one convincingly, yep. I'd say. Uh, what's next? This next one's real tricky. Uh, sporting versus Man City. <laughs> uh, well, yeah. So Sporting, ju- oh yeah, just scraped through on the final day to get in ahead of Dortmund, who will like Dortmund disappointing in the Champions League, but like Erling Haaland in the Europa League will be a fucking joke. <laughs> like that's gonna be ridiculous. You got Barcelona there as well. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. True. Barcelona <laughs> didn't make it. Yeah. True. That's funny. That's so funny. Um, so yeah, I mean, like, yeah, especially considering the way City played this morning. Um, well, yeah, City are winning a very difficult three horse race at the moment in the Premier League, and yeah. They just look to be getting better. And like they made PSG look silly like a couple day, couple day, like last week or the week before in the, against yeah. uh, in the Champions League. So yeah. yeah, like they'll they'll put Sporting to the sword. I I wouldn't be surprised if one of those legs was a blowout, like yeah. a big blowout. This next one is a little bit more tricky, Vinny. What do you reckon, PSG or Real Madrid? <laughs> it's really hard to say. I mean, to be fair, Real Madrid have been doing a lot better in yeah. the league um, domestically, so perhaps they have a bit more momentum. PSG. You know, they have the stars, they have that front line. So you never know when they're going to turn up. 
I have a sneaky feeling that PSG are actually going to win this one. I know Real Madrid are doing well in the league, but like, I don't know. I just I feel like the more this PSG front three plays together, and also they seem to be like, like Messi seems to be doing better and better. Mbappe is firing. Neymar's out. Isn't Neymar's injured, right? Yeah, so yeah, like, he, he that, like got a really bad leg break. Oh, it's broken. Like, yeah. Oh, well then I actually that I actually think that might be a blessing in disguise. Obviously Neymar's a player you don't want to be out of the team, but like it, those three having those three big personalities up top was almost sort of hindering their cohesion as a unit. Yeah. Having the, Mbappe, Messi, and a third unit, Di Maria or something, Di Maria or something, could actually be effective. Yeah, because Di Maria is someone who's going to work for the team a bit more. There's too many chefs, like at some point. Yeah, for sure. And then you have um, Vic Sergio Ramos um, coming into the team. Yeah, apparently he killed it in his first game. Oh, really? Yeah, apparently everyone's like, this is what they paid for. Like, yeah. It is Sergio Ramos. Yeah. <laughs> he came out saying he's going to die for PSG against Real Madrid. Like, oh, yeah. Because it was like, you know, playing the old team. But, uh, it's a weird thing to say. Yeah. <laughs> Club legend. <laughs> I guess like, you know, he's he's moved from Real Madrid. You know, he's been there for so long. You know, before he played to be fair, they so did quickly. Kind of, to be fair, they yeah. did. Florentino Perez did kind of dug him. Yeah, but oh, he like, everyone, doesn't he? Yeah, but, yeah. <laughs> he really does. Yeah, 100%. But, like, I don't know, a bit weird to say, especially. I mean, actually, no, fuck the Real Madrid fans, too. Like, they're the most toxic fan base in the world. Like, yeah, they boo everyone. Yeah, every- literally. I know, actually, good on him. Good on him for saying that. <laughs> <laughs> I changed my tune in about five it's seconds. Big <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I think I'm going to go out on potentially a limb here. I reckon PSG win this. It's going to be close, but I reckon it's like an away goals thing, but I reckon they win it. I actually read that the away goals. That's not a thing this season. Oh, what? It's this year? I thought it was yeah, next that's season. Right. They scrapped the rule, yeah. Oh, well, it is this year, right? I'm not sure when it comes into effect. Mm. But, yeah. Well, if it, if it, if it, comes, if it comes, it doesn't come into effect till next season, I reckon they win on away goals. If it comes into effect on this season, then I reckon they win by one goal. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say Real Madrid win it. All right, the tiebreaker, Vinny. Who do you reckon is going to win it? <laughs> um, it's a real hard one. But I want to see this new Real Madrid team do well yeah and you want to see Real Madrid do well like this is you know post like Galacticos you know no Ronaldo um, no Kaka all of them and like just want to see them like Yon Vinicius and all the younger players who people used to write off I just want to see them do well you, you, you a big Vinicius Junior fan I like Vinicius I like him yeah but you know, I, I think I think he's a, I think he's a lot of show and not much substance but I think he's been playing well in La Liga yeah, true, this true. season and I have a little bias to be, to be fair, he is only 21. Maybe the substance will come with time. Like, I just don't, I, you know, I, I find it hard. But yes, I don't want to see, you know, Mbappe, Messi, like obviously Neymar, if he's there, like that front line, that team do well in the Champions League. Yeah, okay. I'd love to see them fall at like this first. Yeah, it, would be, it would be kind of funny. Yeah. It would be kind of funny. It would be great. So you're going Madrid? Yeah, I'll go Madrid. All right, cool. Well, suck on that. Fuck me. Carlo <laughs> <laughs> um, Madrid. Chelsea Lil is the next one. Chelsea Lil. This is an absolute. This is like I, I saw this meme where it was like everyone, all the teams that finished second, licking their lips for whoever faces Lil because Lil are not that good to yeah. finish top of their group. Yeah, I think their finish in the league last year was a bit of an outlier. Yeah. And yeah, and I mean, like, good on them for making it out of the group. If stage, I quickly but... check where they are in the French league, probably not. I know PSG are like they are eleventh. Yeah. They are eleventh in the French league. Exactly. So, yeah, look, <laughs> not too good. I think they like they got they seem to get a bit gutted, which seems to happen like you know to, to most teams that do well in top European leagues. Yeah. that aren't meant to do well traditionally. Yeah, yeah. but like your front, if your front line is Burak Yilmaz, then like that's it. <laughs> As the washing machine goes, ding ding dong. <laughs> um, 
Uh, but yeah, if you have, oh, I guess you can do it again. Can I go get it? <laughs> yeah, I'll go get it. And we're back after I turned the washing machine off. That kept keeps going ding ding dong if you don't turn it off. Um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, Chelsea should win this pretty convincingly. Um, like I'd have to agree. Yeah, like it's pretty good ties for a lot of these bigger teams. Yeah, that's what, that's what I thought. There was like two or three interesting potentially ties, but then like most of them are cakewalks. Not to be like you know, no disrespect to like some of the teams, but you know. Yeah, I I think the the, the next one again is a case of a team that did did quite well last year, I suppose in the Europa League. But yeah, Villarreal versus Juventus, like they did well to win the Europa League last year, but that yeah. probably don't deserve to be and in the Champions League. Uno Emery is a Europa League manager; he's not a Champions League manager. Yeah. So. <laughs> that's true. Can they go into the Europa, Europa no, League? No, they can't at this nah, point. The Europa League's finalized now. Yeah. Should have finished. I know, exactly. finished sometimes, it's, sometimes it's actually better. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, but yeah, Juventus haven't been at as at the races. Like they felt the loss of Ronaldo a bit because like I think it was not so much the loss of Ronaldo, but just the fact that the team was too focused on Ronaldo rather than being focused on like the team. That when he left, it really kind of like they like there was no cohesion left in that squad, mm-hmm. and they felt that a little bit. But at the same time their squad is better than Villarreal's and they should beat Villarreal. Yeah. Like, at the, at the end of the day. 100%. Um, the next one is closer, but I can't pretend to know too much about either of these teams. Benfica versus Ajax. I think Ajax are going to storm this. They've been absolutely killing it in the Champions League Sebast- this season. Sebastian Allaire has been an absolute... Have you seen fun. how many goals he scored in the group stage? No, he scored 10 goals in the group stage. He broke Ronaldo's record for like most goal, for oh, fast really? fastest to double-digit goals in, in, the, cha- in the Champions That's League. That's hectic. Yeah. It's just That's like, good for him. It never happened in the Premier League for him. Yeah, yeah. Everyone remembers him. I always thought he was like quite good. Like the, on the few times I saw him, but then like he was either injured or on the bench, and I was like, "What the hell? This guy's like scored a bicycle kick last week." But I guess yeah. it just didn't work for him. But like, yeah, he's killing it for Ajax, and like, yeah, they smashed Dortmund in the group stage, and like, literally, I think they won almost every game. Yeah, they they, they went perfect as well, six for six. Yeah, right. Yeah, and yeah. like, I don't know about Benfica. Like, I don't. To be truth be told, I don't know a whole lot about Benfica, but. To be fair, they, they, they finished one point above Barca. Like, they're in Barca's group. And, like, I think that's more an indictment on Barca, the fact that Benfica went through. Not that Ben... Like, credit to Benfica. They obviously got to play well enough to beat Barca a couple of times and beat Dinamo Kiev and whatever. Yeah. But, like, that Ajax team is rolling, I reckon. Yeah. I don't get how they keep doing it. They Ajax. Know, they just know who to buy, who to develop, who to play. In a certain way, and then you, you make Sebastian Ali was caught a flop in the Premier League. Yes, he did score one really good bicycle yeah, kick, yeah. <laughs> but in general, he was considered someone who just couldn't do well in the league. And then went to Ajax, and now he's absolute monster, breaking Ronaldo's. It's a record. good. It's a good point. They make they make teams better, and they're and they're they're like a club that is run well, like they yeah. like you know the opposite of United <laughs> and a lot of the teams in England. But yeah, they yeah. They make players better. And that Eric Ten Hag manager, if he ever leaves Ajax, leaves Ajax, I'll be really interested to see what he can do at another club because he must be a phenomenal manager to keep to have like a continually overhauling squad yeah. and keep like busting out results. It's crazy. Yeah. So I think, uh, with what I know, I think Ajax win this. Yeah. Anyway, anyone going to disagree with me? Huh? Yeah. <laughs> I got nothing. Yeah. <laughs> All right. All right, the last one. Um, Atletico versus United. See, like, before, if you had asked me this before the season, I would have I would have said it was very close, obviously, because I thought United were going to be quite good. But then if you had asked me this, like, 
midway through the Champions League group stage, I would have said easily Atletico, even though they were like not doing too well in the group to Liverpool. Exactly. But then now, I don't know, like they just like they weren't that convincing in their group stage and United look a lot better. Yeah. So I think it'll be close, but I don't I don't know. I think United as I don't know, as much as it pains me to say it, I think United <laughs> can go through here. So I'll put I'll put it to the United fan and the United Light fan. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's gonna be tight, you know. Atletico always defend well. Always, you know, they can they can they can put on a show and beat Liverpool just by sitting back and you know scoring on the counter. United are unpredictable. Invo, it's a new coach now, and this isn't like in, in February. By then, hopefully, the, the team will be a little bit more cohesive. But yeah, like it's hard to tell in these cup ties. Um, Ronaldo has a phenomenal record against Atletico. Yeah, true. Something worth, worth mentioning. That's <laughs> yeah. a big one. Yeah. Yeah, I saw a little like montage of all the times he sort of, yeah, fucked him over in the Champions League. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I swear I can do, I'll do that. <laughs> yeah. I'm swearing like a sailor over here. No, we can, no, we can, we can, we swear all the time. Oh, fuck um, <laughs> When he's like a kid in the can, he's like, oh, fuck yeah. Oh, <laughs> Tell me the rules. I think, yeah, at, at this point with United, like you could see it being just a super cagey tie. If they if they continue like this, like, you know, they've had two 1-0 wins and Atletico obviously can be like traditionally quite a defensive team as well. Yeah, it could be quite cagey. And again, I think Ronaldo could be the difference maker if it's yeah, like that. I actually, I think with Ranić so far seemingly more defensive input, like more defensive uh, sort of focus... On the team, what's that? Three clean sheets in three games? I think, uh, two. Or two clean sheets in three games? Like, I think, yeah, like Atletico are going to be defensive. United are going to be obviously the more expansive team because I think everyone that plays against the Atletico is the more expansive team. But they will, ha- I think there will be an element of that. Like, you know, let's be expansive, but, you know, our main focus is not being leaky at the back. So I think, yeah, I think you could see probably like one nils or two ones. Yeah. Like, I think yeah, like the the first thing Ragnick said in like the first press conference, the first interviews was we're conceding too many goals, and you yeah. can see that in the first, like, uh, yeah, the, the first few games. But I think it, like as Vinny said, it could be very different by then because yeah. he might have been able to sort of make his imprint in the team and not just be negative. Yeah, and that being said, like as defensive as, as defensively stout as Atletico are, if by February you've got Ronaldo still doing well. Rashford, Sancho, Fernandez all firing, like, and they're still somewhat defensively sound. That's all of a sudden a really good team, like a really good team. So, like, yeah, I, I think United probably win this. Like, yeah, I, know, I know you guys probably both say United win this, but I would I like probably, them yeah. to. But yeah. you know, you can Do, never be too confident these yeah. days. Yeah, this, yeah, this, will the only, this will be the only. This will be the only we give a score prediction for. But like aggregate score prediction, what do we reckon? I reckon. I reckon three two to United. I reckon 2-1 to United. I was going to say something like 2-1 or 1-0, or something like just one jammy goal <laughs> ends a tie. Something like that. It's, I reckon... it's, it's hard going third on the score predictions. Like Usually it's hard going like one after. Yeah, <laughs> That's yeah. what I was going to say. <laughs> yeah, me and, me and Wilbur agree a lot on score predictions. <laughs> like, oh, you said 2-1, I'm going to go 2-0. It's like it's a uh, first game is away, United away. I can see United just... Parking. Parking. Yeah. And they'll try and break on the counter type thing. In the, even if it's Ragnik and then it's going to go to your Old Trafford and it's going to be like a one goal I guess yeah, with no, with yeah. No, if, if, if there's no away goals this season then like yeah you can just afford to park it because like then you can like just go for it at the home leg I hate that they got it they're getting rid of that yeah it, it created like so much it. more theatre and like more and more in, like onus to like score at the other person's stadium and yeah. like yeah 
it made such a big difference to so many like Champions League runs some teams yeah like they would you know you'd lose 3-0 like the whole crazy Spurs yeah. and Ajax runs oh, yeah. in that season that I think eventually Liverpool won that, they, that was the way goals for both that, teams it was yeah yeah, yeah. Like, for both teams Bellingford are winning on away goals in, throughout that run I don't know it was a Roma game Roma versus Barcelona as well yeah exactly around United PSG it's all away goals yeah but oh well <laughs> that's that's modern football for you so keeping on the tread of United uh, so obviously we've just talked about the fact that we think that they're improved so far under uh, Rangnick Ralph, Ralph Rangnick uh, but how do you think like honestly all in all not just the, the defence but the whole team and the culture and like the culture and the vibe around the club is going as a United fan who's quite devout <laughs> <laughs> I think um well, obviously, the first 10, 12 weeks were horrid. Um, it was all, like, we all started the season, including yourself. Oh, yeah. I like, thought oh, you were going to be sick. We were like, oh, it's going to keep improving because that's, that's the trend. It was going up, obviously, a bit turbulent. It was going up. Yeah, everyone was like four-horse race. <laughs> oh, yeah. It would be yeah, great. Definitely. So, yeah, that game against Leeds, I think that was the opener. And it was just like, yeah. Yeah, Wood was going off. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> it was so good. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that team always did well against Leeds. Yeah. Leeds can't defend. So it just always looked good for them. But um, no, I think it's now round two of the ship settling somehow. And um, I liked his last um, press conference. He had one one nil. Oli would have, again, I was just supportive of Oli, and I still am. But he would have said, oh, we got three points, you know, good spirit, good, you know, good teamwork, something like that. But Ralph Raddick just criticized, you know, the intensity, criticized how we just weren't good enough. That's good because that's what happened. We won yeah. from one, one and like I feel like like it's not. It doesn't make you a good manager by like not being happy with the draw, but like you like I think it's the constant strive to be better, which is a sign of a good manager. I reckon. Yeah. 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 Hundred percent. Oh, yeah. I think just for a long time, Ollie just was like you could clearly see that he wasn't going to be the one to take them to the next next level. Like he, he came into a very toxic situation and. Because he's a nice guy, sort of made it better, but like, <laughs> he's, he's a great guy. <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah. Just like we're all friends, guys. Just just kicking a ball about. Yeah. It's fun. But yeah, I think now what you've what what what's it, what they seem to have now is a, a very serious manager who yeah is is going to push him to the next level and can make the harder decisions. Yeah, for sure. I think like people who criticized Oli didn't don't remember what it was like before Oli because that was. <laughs> That was shocking. You had world-class managers. You had Jose yeah, Jose Mourinho. You had it's really because like, even despite the fact that Mourinho is the only one of those guys to win a trophy, actually Van Gaal might have won one, but like he won two or three trophies. But like that, his tenure is looked on so like not fondly because of how toxic the club mentality got while he was there. Yeah, it's weird to me. I don't know, like because trophies are like so highly regarded in modern football these days. Like, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, look, the season where he did win trophies, everyone's like, okay, this is this is good. You know, we're winning trophies now. That's what he does. I think they came second in the league in one year as well, which is, again, an improvement from before. His greatest achievement, apparently. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but that was the year that I'm pretty sure, like, City won by, like, like 99 yeah, yeah. points. Something. But the point is, like, he, the next season, I think it was, like, seven, eight games in, similar to Oliver's year, they were just losing games. Nothing yeah. was happening. They weren't playing well. We're losing games results were going really bad and yeah that in 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 the blind type thing yeah yeah for sure yeah. so my next question is do do we reckon that as an interim manager he's got license to bring anyone in in january or is it just stick with what you've got and just 
build the foundations for the next guy. I, w- I would think so, yes, because it's build the foundations for the next guy. Like, I think... Like, like we, we talked about it before, like, Mourinho was, was very toxic, but he came into a whack squad, like, and because there was no, there was no, like, long-term management. I think that's what, that's, like, the main reason they liked Ragnik, because he was happy to go into that consultancy role, and that, I think that's where he wants to be. So, yeah, I think that'll be, they'll be licensed to bring people in with that long-term. Okay. Because, yeah, he'll still have, he like, as a, as a, as a manager turning into a consultant, he'll have, a, like, a, an eye for, like and a recommendation for transfers yeah and I don't think it'll be a big I don't think it'll be a big money signing it'll Gen- be some something generally astute. too quiet in general yeah, yeah. Have, is there like any that. any whispers on the United pages of anyone uh, I think it's Hadara uh, from from Leipzig it's just like a lot of his old players that he likes wait Hadara what position I, have, I, I, I can't have ever heard of that guy it's like centre midfield like, ah. yeah. so, again I didn't read much into it because again I don't know how much input he's going to have in that but I think there's a chance of him actually staying on if he if he does really well for this half year or whatever it is yeah yeah I, mean, I, don't, what, what, I don't see the point in like getting someone else yeah no it makes total sense like why Why if, if, he, if he steadies the ship perfectly steadies the defense get, gets him to get him maybe not back into touching contention of the other three but like gets him finishing a couple points off him in fourth and like they make it they make the, the semi-finals of the Champions League like why would you change that up Exactly, and I think at the end of the day, unless he like, doesn't want to continue, yeah, exactly, that's a personal choice yeah. thing. But I think I think he did mention something like he wouldn't mind, like he's going to stay on anyway. He's going to be a part of the club. So if they want me here, I guess I'll stay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I I can't see him, you know, not wanting to be the manager of Manchester United if if he's offered it. It's the biggest thing in the that's world. That's why it's so weird, like the interim manager thing. Yeah. I think again, it just shows. United's management just like they're just flapping about but I've got a good guy so yeah. maybe that's well yeah well what's your what was your thoughts initially on the whole like six month interim thing like it was a bit do you think it was a bit strange or I think it's a it was a bit strange but that was dependent upon who the interim was like be, because there's rough around someone who's experienced <laughs> if we get Steve Bruce in I'm gonna be so mad <laughs> <laughs> yeah because we knew like this like when he came I was like oh it's a pretty good interim someone who has a vision someone who has a specific style of play like that game against Crystal Palace, of those one to win, just the way United played was so different from the last three years. And, yeah. if, you can, and if you can get someone like Fred to score a banger, then he, he's made like Mick Fred was a meme, Mick, right? It's been yeah. a meme for years, and yet some it worked a little bit at the start, but it kind of became the biggest meme in football. And then yeah. <laughs> the last two games, Mick Fred have been sort of the main reason why United have got the results. Yeah, funny enough. So crazy. Hey, maybe, maybe you'll like, cause I remember we were talking uh, after futsal one time and you were like, McTominay is like not good at like positioning himself for passes. He's literally only good at arriving late into the box or being a first center back. <laughs> <laughs> Two things that a midfielder like does, does not do, does not do. <laughs> but like, maybe he's turned it around and been like, Hey Scott, if you just, uh, you know, play more like a midfielder, you'd actually be all right. You stand over there. It'll yeah. be fine. If you move into space to get the ball. Someone will pass to you. <laughs> it's funny, right? But like he has literally like in a couple games. I mean, it's a very small sample, so it's very hard to say. But like he is getting more out of players, which I don't think Ollie necessarily did. It was like big negative net spend. Yeah, and- there's a lot of things people were saying was like Ollie has just got a good t- as like got a team that was already very good to just play well because they weren't so like down on themselves all the time. Mm. And then you can say he also brought in Bruno Fernandes, which gave the team a massive boost. 
But you know, essentially, it was just a, a squad of good players playing well for a time, and then eventually, they can't play well every week, and then there's no sort of like structure and culture there for like when the times get tough. But you're saying, but like now, there might be that culture. Yeah, you have someone who can be a voice, lead the team. Like Oli was was is feel good, right? Yeah. A feel good factor, and club legend. <laughs> but but also like. It was a huge trend, like every season for the last two years, right? Two, three years, where you have, he'd gone like an amazing run, 10 games, whatever it was. And then he starts the season horribly. There was, there was so many times where Oli out was, he was on the verge of being sacked. Oh yeah, if you drew, if you drew like a graph for like Oli out versus everyone's final Oli in, it was it would have been like up, down, up, down, up, down, like throughout the course of like two seasons. Exactly. It was that year where, um, when they brought in Bruno Fernandes, that just changed the trajectory of the season. But again, it was always like, if he didn't deliver, no one did. Like, he created everything. So it was always dependent upon, like, one or two players playing in moments, right? That's, I think that's what Gary Neville always says. Yeah. And it's true. Yeah. I'd never watch a, a game point. be like, yeah, we're dominating this team. We look good. Yeah. It'd be so, like, yeah. always on edge. Every week, we'd be like, yeah, this is, like, end-to-end pretty much the entire game. And if they get out of it, it's like a moment of magic from Rashford or Ronaldo. Yeah. 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 All right, so things are looking good for United so far. Um, and now we're on to two teams that are not doing so well. We're going to start with Everton, I reckon. Um, weird one, because, like, obviously not going so well. And then they sacked their director of football, Marcel Brands. And then they won against Arsenal in what I thought was a very convincing fashion. Like, only 2-1, but could have been 4. Um, and then they lost 3-1 against Crystal Palace. I haven't seen the game or the highlights, but you said it's a poor showing off air. So what's going on, Wilbur? What's 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 the story at Everton? We keep on starting games really, really badly, <laughs> and I mean like really like, and it's like it's it does seem tactical as well. Like we we kind of like sit off teams, and you can understand it for maybe like when we when we played Man City or something, but like we did it against Crystal Palace, and like we let them into the game. They've got good players who can score goals. Zaha, Gallagher, amazing, but. Like, after that first bit, we sort of grow into the game and it happened against Arsenal. So it just seems every week, if we can weather that, <laughs> we can get to the other side of it. And we do have those impact players, Gray, Townsend, all of that. But, the Kure. But yeah, we just keep on starting games, like, on the back foot. Yeah. I really don't understand it. And with the, the, the backroom staff, has anyone else gone apart from Brands? I, f- I, think, I think at least two of them have left. And um, Fahad Mashiri came out saying, we're backing Rafa to the sort of, to, of to, to the hilt. To the hilt. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think he would, didn't say that exactly. <laughs> I think it would be wise to back him. Like, he's a success, successful manager, a lot of history. Um, like, and, and I've read something about like Liverpool, Everton, in terms of in net spend, like Everton has spent more than Liverpool in the last... X amount of years. Yeah, it's it's why they couldn't spend it on anyone in the transfer window because um their net spend is so crazy and also they because of COVID they weren't bringing any shirt sales or anything so they had like because of financial fair play they had like three million pounds to spend or something like that. Yeah, I think yeah when we, when we were doing the Newcastle episode like I did like some research on the you know five year net spend for, since the Chelsea takeover since the City takeover and since the Everton takeover and they're all pretty pretty much the same. Oh really? But we've just yeah not cashed in and we've spent a lot because we've cashed in on a few players like John Stones I think we got a bit for no you got a, a lot Did for get, Lukaku yeah Lukaku yeah. I'm not sure about Ross Barkley no you got like 30-40 minutes for Ross yeah. Barkley so we've had some good players and we've we've just spent and like it's yeah 
we, we just got a whack squat like squat again because just managers come in spend a lot of money they get full backing from Mashiri and then get sacked yeah but it, it is it is interesting that they've got rid of all these backroom staff though because like what do you think the mindset is there I don't know I think it, it, it does seem to hinge heavily on Rafa and then if that doesn't work then you've also got a whack backroom <laughs> oh god I don't know so just just pour pour from top to bottom at the moment yeah but uh, but I think I I think Rafa can can steady it if he gets the time. Yeah, for sure. And is there any update on when Dom's back? I think he's back in training. Okay, because yeah. like, not to say that one player like hinges on a team's success, but like you guys were so red hot when he was playing. Yeah, like him and were you playing that four four two? Alan Ducure, Townsend and Gray on the wings, Richie and Dom up top. Like that was super hot to watch. I think Richarlison got injured though. Uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's just one thing after another. And yeah, Mina can't stay fit. And that makes it tricky because you kind of have to play. Well, it, it pushes Godfrey up. Godfrey's been playing left back all, all season. Yeah. Because um, Dina's out. That's, that's a separate thing. Yeah, what's up with Dina? I, th- I think he's injured. Oh, he's but injured. yeah, Yeri Mina being injured means you have to play Mason Holgate, who's just not up to the job. So yeah, there's, there's, in, there's big injury problems in yeah. this squad. Too. I think that's why uh, Rafa, obviously, like has got probably the toughest job in the Premier League apart from maybe Eddie Howe's job at Newcastle at the moment, I reckon. Because, like, <laughs> when when fit, <laughs> that Everton team is probably, like, a 10th also team when everyone's fit, I'd say. Like, when that, that starting lineup, if you could play that starting lineup every week of, like, Mina, Keane, or Godfrey, Mina, Keane, a common Dina, um, uh, and then the, four, four, the midfield and the two up top I just said before, that's a team that could finish... 10 or 9 but then like you take out Dom you take took out Dekure for a while uh, you force him to play Gray and Townsend out of position Rondon wasn't up hasn't looked up for it and then you take out Mina you got Godfrey playing left back like that's a that's like not like any manager would struggle with that yeah and the thing with Godfrey is like he's, he's he can he can do a good good job at left back but you know he's a young player who's being forced to play out of position for, yeah. for an extended period of time. And you want him to develop as a young player to be the, the exactly. future at centre-back, but like he's not getting those minutes under his belt. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. I think we should be like, you know, the, I think it's back in 2010 when Man City were taken over by um, their current owners. Like they had to go through cycles of buying like 10 how many players per window of and like, some would flop and some would be good exactly yeah. you talk because that was stuff it couldn't attract big players I think it attracted Rabinho that's the biggest player they attracted and after that it was like it, did, it started going from mid-table slowly climbing up and then when they got to top four they could actually bring in you know they brought like De Bruyne I mean you got like really good players for cut price and then they started forming like the actual structure and they brought in Mancini and then you got you know Pep Guardiola to improve everything so it takes time even with a lot of money yeah yeah, yeah I just I just can't see us having the draw though yeah yeah because... I mean Man, Man City at to the be time. fair because like Man yeah, City Man, Man City point. what Man City at the time but like Man City also had like the stadium as well like they have like the $60,000 stadium we got a new stadium on the way oh true yeah you got the... so maybe maybe things will start the turn like it'll be like you know ten, between 14th and 8th for a few more years but then once the biggest stadium and then like you know you can get more fans in the door more fans buying because like it's actually crazy how much like fan merchandise ticket prices and sales and stuff influences like how much money a team can spend yeah and like that's why like every team bar Newcastle uh, that has a half decent like 50 capacity 50,000 plus capacity stadium does pretty well in the Premier League like you saw with West Ham they got a bigger stadium 
and then they've sort of gradually risen and now look at them. Yeah. So I think I think it's going to be a tough fit for Everton this season for sure. But uh, I think I think there's a little bit of room to be hopeful for the season to come. Yeah. I I reckon if if, if we can we need to stick with Rafa. It, but it's 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 going to be tricky that the, the next run of fixtures is tough. I can't, I can't remember exactly what it is, but it's it's very hard. They just shouldn't sack him. That that never works, especially yeah. when you try to rebuild in this sense. Oh yeah. Well, uh, actually, no. You got Chelsea, Leicester next next two, and then you got Burnley, Newcastle, Brighton as your next five. But that's the thing. Like now, you look at the league compared to like you know five ten years ago. Teams, any team in the top half is hard yeah. to beat. Yeah, I mean, like literally any team from about 14th. You go 14th, Everton, Crystal Palace, Brighton, Brentford, Wolves, Aston Villa, Leicester, Tottenham, Arsenal. Like, yeah, even the rele- like you can't pick the relegation fight at the moment, apart yeah. from maybe Burnley. Like, yeah, yeah. But Burnley always somehow managed yeah. to stay up. They have physical. But it, it's like that's the thing. <laughs> yeah. Even since De- since Dean Smith got appointed at Norwich, like it's now like. Between seven, good. between seventeenth and and twentieth is three points. Yeah, they dominated. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. No, they seriously did. <laughs> we really did. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I uh, hope at the end of hope 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 hopeful times ahead at Everton, but it's gonna it's gonna be a struggle for the for the moment. But I mean, the, the Arsenal game was great. That, yeah, that was that, awesome. was that was that was good. It that just was. shows, like, yeah, if we can get on the front foot. Yeah. Speaking of Arsenal. <laughs> um, no, we did. We, we we yeah. That is the same. We uh, we did win uh, over the weekend against Southampton, but uh, then as soon as we get one wave of positivity, uh, we get hit by another wave of controversy, and the captain curse at Arsenal continues. Uh, yeah, uh, Bamiang stripped to the captaincy for honestly, I don't even know what. Apparently, he was late to something again. That's what I heard. Oh, I, so you don't know what what it was? I don't really know what it was. Like Reddit doesn't seem to know either. Apparently, he was late for something. That, but and he's been it's like the second or third time he's been late but then like someone asked it was like Mikel was like because of the indisc- indiscretion we've like you know should with the captaincy and then someone was like how many indiscretions is it because like the interviewer was like uh, how many indiscretions has he made if you don't mind me asking and then Mikel's like uh, I don't mind you asking but I can't say <laughs> yeah I saw that <laughs> there's, more, there's more to it than just being late let's yeah. be honest but it's just like one thing I've another like Koscielny leaves and then like where and like has the like in a really bad fashion. Shaka comes, has whatever happened with Shaka and the p- telling fans to fuck off and everything. <laughs> Abamian comes and and like for like one season kills it and everyone's like yeah, leading by example. And then last season, for some things out of his control, but then also some bad form, just not performing very well. And then this season he's like late two or three times to games and trainings and stuff. It's just like you can't ever get a captain that just for like two or three seasons is just like a proper leader. This is just justified um, Yannick's uh, nickname for Bamiang. For 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 Bamiang, yeah. Shout out to Yann. For Bamiang is now yeah. part of the podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah. Yann, Yann calls him fraud Bamiang and has fraud called, fraud Bamiang. Fraud Bamiang. Yeah, okay, yeah right. has called him fraud Bamiang for a while. <laughs> All um, right, yeah, because it's yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. It, it's it, at this point it sticks, and I don't think he's going to start another, start a game for at least a, probably like three games. So. <sighs> rough yeah so. and like like Lacazette does a job but like if anything the recent run we've been on just shows that we need to invest up front next season yeah. but our next run of games is West Ham at home Leicester Norwich Wolves and then City so there's some winnable games in there all difficult but yeah, that's what it is. it's yeah. it's bookended by West Ham and City so yeah yeah it's, it's an interesting one with the Bamiang I, I don't know if, I mean it, I don't know 
it, it could turn out to be a good thing. Who, who knows? Maybe some like yeah. weights lifted off his shoulder and he has a go. And maybe I'm, I don't see him as a great captain. Yeah, neither the, do I. In the first and place. did you see in the Arteta thing that like the interviewer was like, so how did Aubameyang take it? And he was just like, he has to accept the decision. I'm like, oh, that doesn't give me a whole lot of... I don't, I don't know. I mean, I obviously don't know. Yeah. <laughs> but true. he doesn't seem like someone who... I mean, you wouldn't be happy. He seems about quite. It. He seems like quite a model professional in the regards that he doesn't make a fuss, but then he doesn't seem like a model professional in the regards that he's late to training and games. Yeah, but I think yeah, maybe it's just a decision yeah. that had to be made, and it's probably been a long time coming. You know, with yeah. um, with captaincy and football in general. Although it's more of a symbol than anything, when someone is stripped of it, it's like okay, something behind the scenes happened, and it's not good. Yeah. Yeah. So before I, I give you my opinion, who I think should be the next Arsenal captain, I want to see who you guys think. Well, best I, I reckon yeah. it should be uh, the bloke who did the knee, knee sliding goals, <laughs> Aaron Ramsdale. Aaron Ramsdale already. Yeah, I'd, I I I love him. Yeah, I, I love him too. <laughs> but, but, but I suppose yeah, I would caveat it by saying that yeah, you haven't seen too much. You know, and want, he's also you, you don't want to run into yeah, another. He's a new side. Oh, yeah, I, yeah, I I agree. He like, I think he could be captain mature and like two or three seasons but like I think yeah he's only signed him this year he's only 23 I don't know who's your top three candidates in? but you've got a young squad yeah true right? everyone's true. young we do yeah. have a young squad uh, my top three candidates uh, Kieran Tierney is number one sure. for me um, I think he leads by example hard to harden his sleeve seems like a leader um, and like he's one of our most consistent consistent performers as well um, and next I would probably have Gabriel, I think he's really he's been probably our most solid defender all season. Um, and only issue with him would maybe be the language barrier, but I'm, I'm pretty sure that that's not a factor. And then lastly, oh, I think if Lacazette starts, then but like sure. I, in terms of like long term, like I don't think he's going to be hanging around for too long. I, I would lastly, I I would probably probably pick. He's gonna say Smithrow. I mean, I'd probably pick. <laughs> Erdegaard actually because he captains Norway so I think he's got a bit of leadership qualities about it but like I, I don't think he he wouldn't be my first choice but like if you had to, if you had to give a top three yeah probably it's, those three it's hard really yeah. honestly it's like <laughs> all three of them have their perks as captain so what about you Vinny who do you think should be the next Arsenal honestly, captain I think I agree like all three of them could work really you always want you like it when you're you know you have a centre back or a, or a goalkeeper as, as the captain it always seems to be Good choice. Odegaard, you know, he starts every game. He's the star of the show. Um, he captains. He's been playing since he was like professional, since he was like 15. Yeah. So I think he'll do. Um, you got, he's been, Karen he was just a solid player. So Yeah. And it's, it's, really- it's, it's hard. But I feel like picking Ramsdale is, you know, he is going to be there every week as well. Mm. And I suppose, I suppose that's the same for Gabriel. I feel like Ben White could be a shout too. I don't think Ben White's like the big vocal leader type. From what I don't I'm think Harry Maguire is and look where he is now. <laughs> True. <laughs> <laughs> but that probably wasn't a good decision to make him captain. <laughs> no, not at all. I, that is one thing that irks me about that whole tenure. But, you know, yeah. captaincy always leads But who would reason. you make captain in the United team right now? Right now? Probably like De Gea or Ronaldo or there's one of those like I don't Mag- I don't Mag- think Mag- you make Ronaldo still- captain at 36 I think De Gea is a good shot De Gea is a good shot by the way I got a, a top fan badge for David De Gea today on Instagram on Facebook on Facebook <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even I, I forgot following players on Facebook was even like a thing I like everyone who's first anyway, oh, nice so. yeah. <laughs> hey David really, really nice game mate 
Um, Who would you yeah. have captain of United? Oh, you just said De Gea, but... I, th- I think probably De Gea. I yeah. would go, yeah, De Gea or um, Fernandez, probably for me. Yeah. But I also think, like, with Fernandez, although he's undoubtedly been the best player for United for the last, how many, well, the last... Season two, and a half. Season, yeah. He, he needs to be dropped every now and then. Yeah, that's true. Because <laughs> games where, like, even with, I know. It's no, me, me and Wilma know this. He's he he drops out of games sometimes, big yeah. time. Even the last game, he he, he struggled a lot, um, and he got taken off in the 89th minute. I all used to do that, but now like Vanderbeek comes on <laughs> for the last five minutes. Yeah, I, I don't get it, but hey. Yeah, especially if you don't. Know, hopefully, Rangnick does things more on merit. He he does deserve to be taken off a bit. Yeah, more. exactly. Yeah. So yeah, I think. And it was quite funny actually. Um, back to, back to Arsenal for a sec. Uh, yeah. I like on the official like club statement post about Aubameyang on the Arsenal Reddit. Like top rated response comment was, "Do I hear bagpipes?" <laughs> All in caps, and I was like, "What?" <laughs> um, do you think? Do you think issues with Tierney's injuries? Fitness, yeah. yeah. Potentially, uh, yeah. That's a good point. Um, and, and that would be the only sticking point. If Kieran Tierney had the durability of you know, like Robertson, <laughs> yeah, Robertson. He would be yeah. an absolute shoe in. Um, yeah, it's it's just more of like how much do they want? I think because like it's I think that since Arteta came in, it's always sort of been like captain by committee type of thing. Anyway, like it's Aubameyang, but if it's not Aubameyang, it's Lacazette. If it's not Lacazette, it's you know someone else. Um, so yeah, that might be an issue. But then but then again, I just think. They might just have him and then like have Gabriel or Ramsdale or someone as vice and then they'll just be a captain essentially. It's just a new team. Like, every, like the, either the players are new or they're young. Yeah. So yeah. I, I don't know who really is the big yeah, leader exactly. in the group. Yeah. And I think that's just been the whole problem with your team for a while. Yeah. There isn't that. There's, there's no clear leader. I mean, that's the thing. Before we bought Ramsdale, if we were going to have a new captain, I would have said it should have been Bird Leno, but now he's going to go. So. Yeah. Yeah, but you got you guys are looking good. We like man, we're looking up and down. Like I think I think I think. But that's but that's the thing. Like if you, if you stood back and look at the the season on a whole now, it's actually been pretty good. Yeah, like but when you look at it week to week, we're been above where we're, we're above where I thought we'd be at the start of the season. I I had us finishing eighth. Um, but yeah, and like we're one point ahead of Tottenham, but they have two games in hand, and we're one point behind United. Um, so. I, I think it'll be a battle between us and Tottenham for um, sixth. Yeah. I think West Ham's finishing fifth. I don't know. I just got a feeling about them. But um, yeah, last thing I want to touch on, uh, just a little bit of football politics, I guess. Uh, Joshua Kimmich so obviously had COVID uh, and now has been discovered that he's going to have a lasting lung problem that is uh, going to keep him out sideline for a while and has publicly come out and said he regrets not getting the vaccine. Um I think sort of thoughts, thoughts on that first. I'm gonna. I think it's great that a player who was initially, you know, wary of it or against it has been like, yeah, I really regret this. I think it will, have, especially coming from such a high-profile player like Kimmich, it could have an influence on others. But yeah, just in terms of like sports stars in general, but I guess in the football world, you know, just for, like being a bit more clued up because I feel like they're really not. Yeah, I'm, I mean, it's definitely good because I feel like, yeah, maybe, maybe a lot of people who. A fully devout to, to soccer might be a bit anti-vaxxed. I don't know. Yeah, that's a that's a really broad sweeping statement. <laughs> yeah. but, but I but I agree with you. It's it's good to have someone who's so high profile and 
you know, a soccer player. A lot yeah. of people revere soccer players. So yeah, it's good to have him. And also, I feel like it's good to have like an opinion like that voiced because like you see, like Ronaldo's probably vaccinated and like all their, all their type of, like a lot of them, some of them might not be, but probably a lot of them, but they never, because of like their brand, they never come out and say anything like, oh, go get vaccinated, which I don't get at all. Um, yeah it's it's polarizing yeah and at the end of the day they're a brand there. yeah yeah but like yeah i just think it was really good that he did that because i just like it just makes no sense that like you should be missing games because you got covid and then you're now gonna miss long term yeah i mean like it's exactly what you said right it's he made his choice public that he's not gonna get vaccinated and you know you have to respect whatever he chooses to do and you can now, critique it, but you, you can critique it, but it's still his choice, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And he ended up getting it. And at least he's not, you know, sort of sugarcoating it or sort of trying to gaslight the public. He's saying, "I got it. This is really bad. I regret it." Yeah. So I think that, that sends a good message it, it, in the sort of sacrifice of his lungs, yeah, yeah. which is not ideal for anyone. <laughs> so yeah, and just like I think a lot of uh, owners and coaches at football clubs will be like like i really hope this like they'll be like yeah see look you know you could end up like that to their players and like yeah and then you won't then you won't be able to play and like you know we need you type of thing yeah i suppose yeah i haven't seen too many like too many openly backs like european football players but yeah like no. in in like well, who was it Kyrie irving or? Kyrie irving yeah, yeah. yeah. But in America, it's things are a little different. Kyrie Irving, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Kyrie Irving's a double whammy of like flat earther and also anti-vax. It's just like, it's just the worst of both worlds. <laughs> yeah. I mean, America, politics is more, it's very much more uh, polarizing. Yeah. Players are more vocal. They're more about, you know, freedom of choice. But sometimes that turns... My body, my rights. <laughs> it's used in the wrong way or in a skewed way. So I, 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 I expect Kimmich to come out and say because it's a responsible thing to do but yeah and also i think bayern's quite a like you know with it run club they're gonna be like germany in general is it yeah (laughs) yeah they sort of organize things uh, yeah (laughs) go and get vaccinated you don't want to have lung problems later in life (laughs) yeah it's efficient yeah german efficiency uh and with that as i see my battery my my laptop battery is on four percent because i forgot to plug it in before we started podcasting um and as we hit the 50 minute mark i think we're gonna wrap it up um yeah another good solid chat about united yeah we can't stop talking about it but at least we talked about some other stuff as well um uh i've not been watching anywhere near enough football over the past three rounds so hopefully i can start watching a bit more so i can have a bit more opinions on uh, the premier league as we come back uh for future episodes it, we might have to do the next week on zoom because I, I go to sydney so oh, yeah. yeah we'll see how Shit. that we'll see how that goes <laughs> maybe we'll be on zoom maybe we might have to postpone it to the new year who knows we'll see what happens but uh as always thank you Vinny, for coming on it's good <laughs> yeah. to have you on here for the first time it was great no worries good to have the guest for the first time in a few weeks too we, yeah. we love that uh, uh follow us again uh, on the socials uh, what is it instagram is 40 yardswitch.pod and spotify is the 40 yard switch and uh, yeah, that'll be uh, us signing off. We'll see you all there. We'll see you all there. Well, bye-bye for now. <laughs>